Hey, Luke, I Googled Christian-themed dad jokes, and so I wanted to maybe tell you one or two. Is that cool? Okay. What kind of person was Boaz before he got married? (laughs) No-ass. Ruthless. I'm not going to... It's not a visual. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna reward something. that with laughter. <laughs> Clever, but not funny. Here's another one. Which servant of God was the worst lawbreaker in the Bible? Oh man, I'm gonna kick myself. I should know this. Moses. He broke all ten commandments at once. Oh my god. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Okay, that's all. That's I'm, all. I'm not gonna put. You, I'm not gonna put you through the all fifteen. Do on one this more. List. Do one more. <laughs> Okay. Moses one was actually pretty good. <laughs> Did Eve ever have a date with Adam? No, it was an apple. Yeah, no, just an apple. <laughs> there you go. You got it. <laughs> I was about to say they went out for ribs, and I was like, that's not great. Oh, that's pretty good, too. <laughs> Welcome, neighbors, to another episode of the Praise and Broship Podcast, where two best friends and deconstructed Christians deconstruct praise and worship music, as well as other forms of Christian and secular media. As former praise and worship uh, musicians and students of theology, uh, we will do our best to bring you unique, lighthearted, and hopefully insightful conversations to you each week. My name is Luke, and I'm joined by my best friend, CJ. CJ, how's your walk? Everything's going pretty well, man. Just busy as usual. Uh, If you guys hear some weird background noise on my end, it's because we're recording a little earlier than normal, so my son is still awake and running around the house. But yeah, everything's everything's been good, man. I do have a... It's not really a confession because it's, uh, I think, well-known fact now. If you you guys listen every week to the podcast, you'll know that I missed a week, and for that, I am terribly sorry. Uh, with the new new job duties and new work hours and all the other crap that's just going on in life. Good, you know, nothing bad, just crazy stuff. I was sick for like a week straight and so I was... So yeah, nothing, nothing at all bad. Nothing bad, you were sick and nothing well, bad. Well, there's nothing I can do about that. So, yeah. I mean, bad, sure, not nothing evil. Catastrophic. <laughs> yeah, um, just just kind of a, a rough go at it there for about, man, it was for like a week straight. I was just really sick. It's when you have kids that go to daycare, either they're sick or you're sick, you know, hmm. so it's one of those things. But yeah, Oliver, his, uh, my son has been doing this little t-ball league and he's loving that. He gets to go run around in the field. He doesn't really give a shit about <laughs> actually doing anything baseball related, but what kid does yeah. at that age anyway? Free snow so cone at the end of the game, he, right? Uh, he has a... <laughs> yeah. And we do like... It's every Friday evening. So we're just busy on this end. Everything else, though, is is really good. And again, sorry for y'all for missing a week with the podcast. Hopefully you didn't miss us too much and we'll make sure I that hope they did miss us. That they, they wanted us back. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I guess that would be a good thing. But yeah, what's been going on uh, with you, man? Well, I went to Mexico... Yes. And despite everyone's concerns, I didn't get kidnapped or murdered. Um, <laughs> and just to remind everybody, it's a bigger city than New York and just as affluent. Uh, it's not a slum. It's not, you know, Tijuana. So it's, uh, well, I said I went to Mexico. I went to Mexico City because Tijuana is Mexico. So I want to cut all those tweets off at the pass. <laughs> um, but it I'll was uh, it was letters. really great, man. Uh, the food was, of course, excellent. Not the food wasn't everything that I expected. There was some things that I expected and other things that I didn't, uh, and it was all really great. Um, I could talk about that for an entire episode, so I won't go into that any further. <laughs> also, we haven't really talked about. Well, I guess we kind of just did, but we haven't really talked about like old man bullshit. Uh, I've been baking a lot of bread lately. And I'm really <laughs> having fun with that. <clears throat> so much so, I've been making a lot of baguettes, and so uh, I there's a thing called a baguette peel or a baguette like lifter that. You use whenever the baguette is like real gassy and you don't want to deflate it. You don't want to pick it up and put it on the tray. You fold it over onto this baguette peel and then use that so you have even pressure on it. Yeah, real nerdy bakey shit. And I just, and I made I made one today and I'm really proud of it. I had you're, proving your, you're proving yeah. your point that we uh, 
need to have a food podcast. <laughs> uh, you just had, I think, two unintentional bread puns in there. I don't think you meant to do that. <laughs> Probably not. Pro- pro- I don't even know. Proving your point and need to have a podcast. <laughs> that, that was. Hey, I mean, I guess you'll never know if I intended to do that or that not. Was, uh, that was poetry, CJ. Um, no pun intended. Uh, no bun intended. Uh, no. Maybe that should be the name of the food podcast. <laughs> that's so stupid that's so stupid um um, but yeah other than that man i um especially ever since we got back from mexico i I don't know if you've noticed but i haven't been like responding in texts very much that's really nothing new yeah i don't know i just i don't don't know if i'm just i'm not i don't know i I, i'm i'm it's hard to explain i I had I, i thought i had the words for it but i don't know maybe melancholy is a bit of it just um like I, I just recently, in like the last week, started missing hanging out with people. Whereas the last like month, I've been like just good, completely alone. You know. Yeah. But I don't know that that started to get lonely, and I uh, I don't know. I'm gonna try to be better about that. So I guess that's my confession of the week. All right, hang on, man. I'll be there in 14 hours. We'll just leave it rolling. <laughs> and uh... but yeah, other than that, man, good. Uh, I made like I said, I made a bunch of baguettes. I also made croissants recently. That came out really good. Um, nice. And I have plans to make some uh, some other breads that I've never made before. So yeah, I'm good. Sweet. So we haven't done just a regular episode. It feels like in forever. So it's been over a month. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Because we got kind of. We, we did some episodes ahead of time, you know, to compensate for Luke being on vacation and uh, in Mexico City. So, yeah, it's been it feels like we're a little rusty. So, Luke, it's your week to bring a praise and worship song. So what did you what did you bring or a Christian song? I suppose we are going to listen to Big Tent Revival by Zach Williams. OK, I'm really hoping we haven't done that song. As soon as I read it out, I was like, shit, have we done this song before? But I don't think I, we have. we've talked we've talked about tent revivals, but we've never done okay. a song. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, big tent revival by Zach Williams, and hopefully Freddie will shut up by the time we're done listening to it. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to listen to the song, and as usual, all the links to the songs that we listen to are in the show notes. And so we're just going to play a little sound effect to give you time to pause the podcast, go listen to the song, and meet us back here in just a few. We just listened to Big Tent Revival by Zach Williams. CJ, what did you think? I I want to like it because it's different. <laughs> I know exactly it's different what you from mean. any other <laughs> Christian song we've done, but I just I can't I can't like it. I wish I could. See, I didn't hate it as much this time as the the time that I listened to earlier, which was only once, um, and not even all the way through. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, I saw that. Then again, halfway through the song, it just repeats anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, I um, I personally thought that the song was effective at what it was trying to do. As as in, like you know, uh, there is a call to action, which you normally say is a crit- criticism of a lot of Christian songs, uh, and there is like an energy to the song that it is like an exciting song. So it, it kind of accomplishes what it's trying to do, but I have problems with it lyrically. Uh, I, I actually like the music of it, and I like the 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 choral the choral aspect of it, uh, and the clapping and all that stuff. I love all that, but it's the music's a little too simple. I think they could have gone a little more funky and groovy with it. Uh, yeah, more and, than three chords. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and really the same uh, chord. And, it's like a D flat for. I mean, the first minute and a half of the song is just one chord. I mean, it's blue. It's like that bluesy country kind of kind of sound that you can stay in the same chord for a while because it's you know you're building up to to actually play bars. But uh, like like the what is the call to action? Get in the back of the van. Like are you are you gonna kidnap me? (laughs) Like what? What? (laughs) It does. It does kind of have that feel. <laughs> but no, I know what you mean about the call to action. It says everybody like, get down to the to the church old the church bend or am whatever. I, am I gonna am I gonna get jackhammered by a guy named Steve <laughs> in the back of the van? You know, like oh my god, 
Yeah, I when I heard that line earlier, I, it didn't hit me the way it did just now. Um, so <laughs> when he did it, that when he sang it the second time, I was like, "Okay, buddy, I'm not getting in the back of your fucking van." Uh, yeah. Oh, um, before we go any further, CJ, what's the word, brother? Okay. Oh, I got to double check because I almost said another song, and I want to make sure I have the right words. I'm pretty this sure. This is. Uh, I always say it's deceptive, but. I don't know, man. I'll just throw out 68. Wow, my voice did something weird. Uh, it, it happens all the time, so it's not that weird. Um, you're pretty far off. You want yeah, to try again? No. Which way am I off? I mean, I, I, I'm giving you another shot. I can't give you a hint. I too. guess there are like like 18, cor- or 18 verses in this song. Uh, I'll say... 112. Much, much, much closer. You're five off. It was 107. Oh, okay. So 117 or 107? No, 107. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait, your math is wrong. Nope, my math is wrong. <laughs> no, the math was actually the same. Uh, five and seven. Uh, uh, you want to care to take this? Is this is it for points? And well, I guess neither was that because you didn't get it the first time. But uh, you care to take a guess at how many total words? 107 non-repeating so um i'll say 185 man way off again (laughs) really yeah it was 341 son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) like i said in the second half of the song is just repeating stuff from the first part of the song man i'm well i've always been pretty bad at this i was gonna say i was rusty but uh can't use that as an excuse (laughs) it's just my sin nature so one thing i wanted to say is that they're singing about doing the thing that they could just be doing. Like, I imagine, like, everybody's in the van, everybody's together, they're all right. walking down together. It's like, well, you could just do it then when you're all together. Like, you don't have to, I don't know. It just seems, yeah. it's like, a. I know that there's songs all the time that sing, sing about the thing that they're about to do, but that's like, for some reason, it sticks out of my brain that for this particular type of song and what they're about to do, they really could just be doing it instead of singing about it yeah it's it's just that old it's that that kind of old uh, tried and true thinking when it when it comes to church that it has to be like the building is important or the location is important to have a revival or to worship or it's i guess it's not even that that what i I just i just had the thought of why it's weird to me it's because you wouldn't sing this at the revival even though it's a revival, a tent revival sounding song. Right. You wouldn't sing it because you're already there. You're, the song is about getting there and you're already there. So I don't know. It, it's just, it's it's a weird theme for the type of song. Although. Yeah, it seems very niche in terms of where where you would even sing this. Like when you would even sing this. Would you sing it on your way to a tent revival? You it, know, it, like almost like it, it almost like it shouldn't be allowed to be sung in church because you're already there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a, a nationwide church ban on this song because it's like well this is dumb we're already here why are we singing about going here or coming here? well and you have like you have extremes right Be- because you have a song like this that's talking about going to a, a revival or a church service a worship service a tent revival then you have songs like i can only imagine that are talking about something that's even further you're even further removed from of being heaven but then you have songs that are actually in the moment uh, the first song that came to my mind was here i am to worship right it's very much in the present for better or worse but, but that, even then whatever however even the then you're is, telling but, god that you're here to worship but you're not doing the worshiping it's like i'm here to worship you trust me i'm worshiping you god I'm, i came here to worship you and now i'm going to worship you but, but it's like it's when the music fades <laughs> but you know it's it's not fading right now <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, and this is very much a. It's in the. It's the future tense, right? The old muddy water gonna wash your. I want to talk about that. Tell everybody to bring their friends, you know. And it's like, wait, what? When are we singing? What is the participation in this song? And and we, you know, we we dog on these Christian songs a lot because of a fail, a failure of a call to action. And now that we have one, that's like a call to action. I still think feel like we might be you know, poo-pooing on it a little bit, but it just seems like, when are we singing this? Like, when is this really relevant to, you know, even if you're just in your car driving to or from work? You're not going to church, most likely. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's a Tuesday you're, and you just go, you just left Albertsons to, and you're heading home. TGI Fridays. Um, <laughs> however, how many other uh, corporations can we shout out? Um, but no, I did want to talk about briefly the old muddy water line because I think it's a good line. Old muddy water going to wash away sin or wash away your sin or whatever. That's a really good imagery and a really good, like, uh, not a dichotomy, juxtaposition, I guess, of language. However, it's not accurate to baptism. So it's not a good line <laughs> the, theologically uh, because it's not the water that washes away the sin. It's the sacrifice of Jesus that does it. Or you could even say the blood of Jesus. So it's not biblically accurate. Even though it is like symbolic, symbologically, I almost freaking, God damn it, I can't, what, I have a podcast where I speak with words and I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> symbolically, it's a good line, but. When I, when I listen to this, when I'm editing, I'm going to have to try to figure out how to spell that, whatever you just said. <laughs> I'm going to spend way too much time trying to spell that out. But yeah, symbolically it works. Narratively it works, but theologically it does not. So it's it's so frustrating because it's so close to being a good song. It's just it's just like uncanny, uncanny valley bad, you know, where it's just it's so close that it becomes worse because it's it's almost there. I don't know. It's the more I talk about it, the less I like it. But if if the lyrics were different, I would like the song because I like the music. I didn't really mind the verses so much. the The chorus to me is a lot of filler, because which is a shame because because the song does have a a really nice sound, and I really do appreciate what's happening musically in the song. It's like when the choir starts singing and that chorus rises. Okay, so you just said choir and chorus. The old preacher preaches. I mean, what? What? But, and you know what's funny what? is that typically with these tent revivals, it's not an old preacher. It's a, usually a very well, young yeah. person. Young, charismatic. Yeah. But and and then to, to rhyme Bible with revival is just like so on the nose and it, it just seems lazy. I I get that not a lot of stuff rhymes with revival. But idol. It's um, like... Yeah, more than just uh, Bible. I mean, you can use Bible there. I'm not saying don't rhyme it with revival, but you do something else, like for Surv the, survival know, the second chorus, or maybe like the outro. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, it just seems kind of wordy for the sake of being wordy, which we talk about libel uh, sometimes. But li libel. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna just keep doing this. I haven't been listening to anything you said. I've just trying to think think of words that right. <laughs> oh, I know you haven't, and that's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm well aware. So I want to shift gears a little bit because I feel like there's not, you know, we would be just picking the bones of this of this song if we were to keep talking about it. But recently here, what was it called? Yeah, recently. So the week we got back from Mexico, there was like two or three days left of this, what was called the Festival of Miracles. Uh, it is a traveling tent revival type thing where there's like uh, healing miracles and that kind of stuff. You know, like the televangelist typical yeah. thing that, that we've all seen in movies and stuff like that. Uh, there was a, what was that Steve Martin movie? Leap of Faith, which was pretty much, he was a... Uh, like a charlatan, he was just taking people's money and putting on fake miracles and stuff. But anyway, yeah, so we were actually kind of wanted to go, but we were also like, Ugh, we don't really want to give our money to this kind of thing. And then I just found out today that it was free. So we could have gone, but also ugh, we would have just sat in the back like <laughs> I would have brought popcorn. Um, <laughs> uh, a laser light. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, it's the Holy Spirit. Um, but... It's just I, I kind of want to wait. What did, what was this thing called? I was looking up the things that rhyme with revival. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. Uh, it, um, damn it! I wish I had a word for revival that was more of like a that was like a synonym of betrayal or something like that. Anyway, uh, it's called the Festival of Miracles. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I did hear that. Sorry. Uh, festival now it's not there there was some kind of revival movement going on around here recently and they had a trait when you said like they had a trailer for it or whatever i was like wait a minute is this the same oh i see yeah i just googled it lakeland yeah florida came up it's a bad snap so yeah the, it's, really it's the typical snap man <laughs> yeah weird. 
It sounded so it hit weird. My, it, hit my, it hit my hand wrong. <laughs> but yeah, it's the typical, you know, come down to the to the tent and bring all your friends and trying to work up the crowd and, and you know, give us your money. I don't know if this one in particular is focused so much on the money, probably, because they need money to be able to travel around. Uh, and the highlight which is such a weird thing to say uh, is that people get healed spiritually, like not spiritually, they get healed physically. The, the, and it's, you know, it's always uh, the blind see the deaf will hear and the crippled will walk three things that are very spectacular visually. Well, I guess the, the deaf, the deaf hearing isn't very visually spectacular, but I guess the blind see anyway, it, it's some it's something that's really flashy and showy and physical with the person and it's also three things that are really easy to fake, like really easy to fake <laughs> to the point yeah, where yeah. you might as well just fake it to make sure that your show is good and that you're saving souls for Jesus to prove God's miracles. Because you never you never see you never see anyone go up and say, like, I have crippling depression. Oh, and God. Oh, I'm, I'm happy now, you know, <laughs> because <laughs> you again, that would that seems like you could just fake it. I don't know why. Like, oh, I, 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 I no longer have anxiety. My, I, I, my eating disorder is gone. My, my cancer is healed. Like, you, you, I, I was addicted to porn, and my browser history just got cleared. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, it's never like I was about to, I was about to say something stupid. It's never something internal that that people are struggling with. It's always a physical, bodily healing, and. If God, why isn't this guy at hospitals all day, every day, if he can heal people like that? Right. So it's just bullshit. And it pisses me off that people do this kind of thing and get people's hopes up and make other Christians feel bad for not having enough faith, enough strength of faith to be able to do it themselves. It's like, it's like a, you know, a less extreme example because he's not a faith healer, but, you know, Joel Osteen, which I think that Joel Osteen says a lot of good things. I think that his, the positivity in his messages is really good. And I think that that's why he's become so popular. But the problem is that he's at the, he's in this gigantic sanctuary, millions and millions of dollars worth of construction. He's wearing, you know, $2,000 gator skin shoes. And he's telling these impoverished congregants sitting in his sanctuary that they can have everything their heart desires. And it's like, bro, that's that's so easy for you to say. Like, look at you. Look at where you are. Look at what you've done. Like, that's not realistic. Just because I desire to be wealthy and to have all of these things, it doesn't, like, it, it, like you said, it makes people feel like they don't have enough faith, like they're not worthy. Like, they don't, if they could just be more and give more, right? That whole thing with tithing and giving giving money to the church and then you'll receive it all back and it's like no i mean that's it's not really how it works i know that the bible says you know that you'll be given yeah that that's not how back, money works it, in that's America. not it doesn't work that <laughs> and way and you can you say know, oh well god will provide but has he i mean like i said why <laughs> yeah. if if this guy is capable of healing people why is he doing this yeah. and and yeah the tickets are free but i'm sure he's asking for donations because again, how else are they traveling around the world uh, or around the country? And I, I looked this guy up. I did. I couldn't find any like scandal or any kind of um, negativity about him, as if he's like scamming people. So you know, I wanted to put that out there. I'm not. I'm not saying this guy is terrible. I just. I think he's lying to everybody that comes through his revivals <laughs> because there's no way he's healing these people because that just doesn't happen. Right. And if it did, he. This would be national, international news. <laughs> yeah. there would, everybody would believe in the Christian God because he's healing these people. And it's just not, it's just not true. I was uh, scrolling through their Instagram and I just clicked on a random post. And the, the, the uh, caption on the post says, it's like a big paragraph that I'm not going to read. But <laughs> it says, tonight will be a Holy Ghost blowout. And I was just thinking about like, the Holy Spirit just shitting itself, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> we had really bad tacos for lunch. So, again, I guess this goes along with, you know, making people feel like they don't have the faith to be able to 
to to heal or to fix the problems in their lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. But again, if it, all it took was somebody saying, God, take this sickness, take this uh, blindness or deafness or uh, anything like that, take this from this person. Why does God care so much more about that per about this guy? What's his name? Uh, Anik Rambabu. Why does God care so much about what he says versus what I say to to in in, in request of God? Why is this person able to now walk, but my aunt died of cancer? You just didn't have enough you know, faith, like, man. I, I mean, like, but I mean that's funny. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's funny, but it, it's I'm not trying. To, it's sad because I'm not really even trying to be funny. You know, I, that's what yeah. other answer is there? Oh, well, God, you know, it's all in God's timing and, you know, whatever uh, cliche you want to put in there. But it's like. But then God is the one who gave who gave them the crippling thing. Absolutely. What? So they so that they could be healed later to prove that God is great. Like, it's just it, it's a it's a it's a Jenga tower with broken pieces like it's not even mm. a playable no, it's not no, even a playable yeah. game like you, as soon as you start to yeah. ask any questions about it it falls apart and it, it's it's just gross to me i didn't think i was gonna get this serious i thought we we're just gonna have fun and pick and, and pick at it but like it's it's actually making me angry <laughs> well it's a it's similar it's a similar kind of cyclical logic of original sin right adam and eve uh being the bringing the sin into the world, which made it a need for Jesus to come and die for our sins. But that was always how it was supposed to be because Jesus was the word and Jesus was with the Father and the Holy Spirit from the beginning. So this was always Jesus's purpose. So why was there? It, it, it just kind of harkens back to that whole free will versus predestination or determinism, you know, thinking it's like, well, they didn't really have free will because this was what was supposed to happen. God is all-knowing, all-powerful, right? So this was all preordained. This was already mapped yeah, out. It, it, is funny, it is funny that Christians who think that God is in control and controlling everything uh, believe in free will, and scientists who don't believe in an all-powerful being that's in control of everything are actually in the last like ten years, maybe even longer, like seriously questioning free will. That's a discussion for another time. You know my feelings about that, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just interesting that that Christians are all like their whole thing is free will because it has to be right <laughs> because yeah, their entire religion their entire religion falls apart without it. Yet they 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 talk about God being in control and God uh, having a plan and like how does God have a plan? Whenever you have free will, it's like, oh, well, he knows what I'm going to do. Oh, so he know you know, he knows what you're going to do and created you anyway and knows every step you're going to take, every move that you make. <laughs> uh, is this a police song? <laughs> so, oh, no, it was actually a Christian praise and worship song. Every step I take, I take in you, Jesus. Yeah. Um, oh I never connected those two songs until just now, and I hate them both equally. Next, next week, that's the two Christian, that's the Christian and secular song. Oh, dude, uh, let's do it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, everyone knows what songs we're doing next week. Um, I, I don't know. I just find it fascinating that Christians, I mean, I, I guess I, it's not that fascinating because it's obvious, but it's just, it's like, it's a dissonance. It's a cognitive dissonance that they're unwilling to acknowledge. So uh, I want disciple. to end... Disciple. That's another one that rhymes with revival. I mean, kind of. You know, it's got the same vowel sound. Yeah, it's Sorry. a it's a, it's a Eminem style, style of rhyme. One thing, <laughs> one thing I wanted to God, mention wouldn't about... wouldn't you the, love to hear Eminem write a Christian song? A Christian dude, rap song? That would be so... <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be That awesome. would be incredible. Anyway, sorry, what were you going to say? Well, about this song, uh, Big Tent Revival, I was thinking lyrically, it kind of is reminiscent to me as like a one of these more modern country yeah. songs that we've talked about a few episodes yep. ago. I thought where that too. It's a checklist, right? It's just it's just going down and saying all of the things that you say in a good old tent yep. revival song. It I does mean, a better job than most country songs, though. Yeah, no. It doesn't and, just outright no, I, say a, a, a dusty bottle, a solo cup, a, a truck, a dusty road, and um, <laughs> my, my my dog old red. Um, 
it at uh, least weaves it into a narrative aside from just listing things and then being on a boat. But I, uh, I wanted to end this segment with something that I thought was interesting. And there's kind of a funny twist at the end. Okay. Uh, do you know Benny Hinn? Yes. He is uh, one of these kinds of people uh, since like the 70s or 80s that we were talking about that would do these faith healings and these. He didn't. I don't know how often he did like a tent revival, but he had a you know massive church, televangelist, always doing faith healings that looked fake. Just just outright looked fake. He this was actually I think a 29. Yep, September 2019. Benny, uh, this is a, I'm just, it's a very, you'll see, it's very short. Benny Hinn says he is done with the prosperity gospel, but longtime observers are not ready to take his word on faith. Uh, Hinn has been a leading proponent pro- of prosperity gospel theology since the 1980s, teaching that God rewards active faith with health and wealth. But on September 2nd, which was seven or five days before this article was written or published, uh, during his three-hour and 50-minute weekly broadcast, Hen said he had changed. I'm correcting my own theology, and you need to all know it. The the televangelist told his studio audience and those watching online, the blessings of God are not for sale, and miracles are not for sale, and prosperity is not for sale. Hen uh, said he now believes such give-to-get theology is offensive to God. He specifically repudiated the practice of asking for seed money, where televangelists tell people that God and uh, the rest is behind a paywall. On a Christian website. That. <laughs> our, our apologies. This article is for members only. <laughs> I, oh man, when I when I got to that part of this article, I laughed out loud to myself. Oh. Because they chose to publish this knowing that people would start to read about not selling uh, prosperity, not selling uh connection or or information from god and it's just like nope you gotta pay for it (laughs) oh my god oh man that is hilarious yeah oh man also seed money sounds like something you that happens at the end of sex okay uh or or a real filthy rapper (laughs) that would actually be a pretty sweet rap name so yeah that's all i got for this song uh uh, we pretty much hit everything. The rest would be rambling. So we want to curb that as much as possible. <laughs> well, I like it. I, I do. I do appreciate the song. It, it's not, you know, I, I think the more we could talk about it, the more we could pick it apart. But yeah, it's I worthy like of discussion. I, I actually yeah. like it a, a lot for that. Uh, and this, the music is good. I want to emphasize that. It's just the lyrics aren't great. Um Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Luke has a game for me. We'll meet you back here in just a sec. Welcome back, neighbors. I have a game for CJ, and I feel like it's been a while since I've given you a game. I think the last one was, was it the Christmas, the, the, the impromptu 12 Days of Christmas song? Maybe so. Okay. So I had an idea for a game, and it kind of altered whenever I discovered the name for the game, because it was divinely inspired. Oh. So we are going to play a game called God of One Hit Wonders. Oh, my God. That is a great... <laughs> Unfortunately, we'll probably never play it again, because I don't know how much uh, gr- like opportunity we have for it. So here's the story. I wanted to I wanted to quiz you on one hit wonders, just generically, not not necessarily Christian songs. But when I came, whenever I came up with the God of One Hit Wonders, I was like, "Fuck, we have that is the perfect name." But then I was like, "Well, but then it feels like it has to be Christian songs." I was like, "Okay, no big deal. I'll just look up One Hit Wonder Christian songs." And Jesus Christ, it, it, it is a it is a it is a uh, a ghost town in that uh, department. I don't know. I don't huh. know if there just weren't or just no. who's going to report on Christian one hit wonders because the only songs that I found were on Reddit posts. There's no articles or anything online. I mean, there's freaking uh, articles on the size of the uh, Hollywood squares in, in L.A., but I couldn't find anything about Christian one hit wonders. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That's why I say I don't think we're going to be able to do this more than once, unless we just do secular one-hit wonder songs, which we could do. 
but God of One Hit Wonders, I was very proud of. <clears throat> um, all right. So, <laughs> but you're not, I don't think you're going to get, you might get one of the Christian songs. I don't think you're going to get the rest of them. So I threw in some secular songs at the end to give okay. you a chance to get some points. Okay. All right. I'll start off with, actually, <laughs> this is, I'll listen to a, a warm up round uh, because it is, okay. even though they've had other hits, it is by far and away their biggest hit. I can only imagine. Mercy me. Ding, 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 ding. All right. Warm up round. All right. Warm up round over. All right. Okay. I I didn't realize that this was a one hit wonder band, but I couldn't. It was by far their their most listens on uh, Spotify. So I'm going to give you the song title and you give me the band. Okay. All over me. All over me. Yeah, it didn't sound sexy until I just said it then. Uh, um, at least not in my my head. Oh man. That's I wish got... I, I wish I could play like small clips of the song. All over me. Uh. Dude, I I told you you probably weren't going to get I have no idea. Uh, the Benjamin Gate. I have heard of the Benjamin Gate. Uh, I, I would have never gotten there, though. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, this is going to unlock is... something inside of me, probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is... Yeah. I'm sorry. That's why I gave you the secular songs at the end to make up for it. And I gave you more secular songs than Christian songs. Uh, she Cries. <laughs> what? She cries. It, it wasn't a bad um, song. It had a lot of good reviews on YouTube, and I looked for comments on all these songs, and none of them had good, funny, or weird comments. So we were all just like, "Okay, okay." She, she um, maybe I could. Th- this is a, th- no. She cries is is. It's like about Jesus' birth or something. I've heard this song. I wonder if I could. Uh, but I wonder I if I could play a clip for you. And I know, man, see this one, this one's going to bug me because I, I feel like I know it when you say it, I'm going to know it. What is it? Um, it is East West. East West. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Again, a band I know. All right. Next one. When you call. When you call. And I only remember that this band existed whenever I was looking this up. I remember hearing about them. But I wasn't really like a fan. I didn't listen to them a whole lot. When you call. Is it like... Oh, I should have come up with hints. I should have like given you like lyrics. Well, I mean, I figure... I can I, still do that. I feel like the leg work on this, though, um, is... I don't know, man. <sighs> <laughs> Somebody in this Reddit thread mentioned uh, Jars of Clay. They said that Jars of Clay... What is it? Jars of Clay has an enormous backlog, but the only song they ever are known for is Flood. <laughs> That's a very <laughs> true statement. They have a That's they pretty have, true. I, they have a lot of good songs that I would still consider good songs today. Uh and people only know Flood. Uh, yeah, just hit hit wise, uh, yeah. I'm gonna see if I can give you some lyrics for when you call. Uh I believe this is the chorus. Uh that when you call, I'll be waiting. When you return, I'll run to you. Or the first line of the song, when are you coming home? I knew you'd be a while, but aren't you sick of eating loneliness? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> thought that you might like to remember, thought that you might like to know. This is not, this is not that song. Edit it out. Producer, edit it out. Yeah, Jackie, get on that. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. That would be um, Detour 180. Oh my God. What are you doing to me right now? <laughs> Like okay. I'm, I'm gonna write all of these <laughs> artists down. Uh, that was the last Christian song. The rest of these I put in ascending order of difficulty because I don't know how much your knowledge is is, is of secular music, but these were all like top pop songs. So, give it to me, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Bittersweet Symphony. Okay, that is the verb. Yes, you got one. It, yeah, yeah, just the, the verb. verb. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Leonardo. Hey, okay, let me, let me just start <laughs> off by saying this band is not a one-hit wonder. Really? That's the only okay? song. <laughs> I, no. thought this might ha- Blessed U- I thought this might happen. Bless- I thought this might happen. <laughs> Blessed Union of Souls has some <laughs> really good... I mean, I was a huge Blessed Union of Souls fan back in the day, but yeah, that's... I'm sorry, that's Blessed the only Union song that I feel like I've ever sure. heard from them. Oh, And it was on, on a list of one-hit wonders online whatever um i'm angry now (laughs) Uh, okay uh breakfast at tiffany's oh god okay 
<laughs> What's funny is that I can never remember the band name, but it's something like mm-hmm. pretty easy. Um, and oh, oh, I know. <laughs> Deep blue something, yeah. Because I used to always. Isn't that who sings? I need, I need, I need a final answer. Deep blue, deep blue something. It's got deep it, blue. No. <laughs> it's not. It's Is it just, just deep, deep blue? blue. It's not deep blue something. Are you sure? I mean, that's again. That was the article that I looked at. Wait, are you saying All are right. you saying deep blue something as in you don't know the third word of the band? Or are you saying deep blue something <laughs> no, as in something no. is part of the name of the band? <laughs> The name of the band. <laughs> I know this is not going to be very helpful. Is <laughs> Deep Blue something? Deep Blue what though, CJ? That's what I'm asking for. Uh, asking a- <laughs> something. <laughs> but what's the third? One? What's the third word? It's something. <laughs> Oh my god. We're almost 40. What? Why? Why am I crying right now? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. I would just tell the listeners to like email us or tweet us oh or gosh. something, but I'm looking it up. Breakfast. Hang on. Breakfast. Maybe I read Deep Blue something and thought that the writer of the article didn't. didn't. <laughs> so I just wrote Deep Blue. I, I swear the article that I was looking at just said Deep Blue. Breakfast at Tiffany's is a song by American alternative oh rock band Deep Blue something. So the writer of the article didn't know, didn't do their research, and I picked a bad article. I saw- Or maybe just the word oh something God. was on like the next line, and I you were like, "Well, the that's the whole time weird. you kept seeing deep blue something." I was, I thought you didn't know the third word, and you were trying to remember the third word. Oh my God! What's the third word? Something. Oh my face! Oh, my face God. hurts. Oh my God! Oh shit! Oh, that was All good. Right, I'm gonna take a sip. Me too. <laughs> All right, bonus round. Okay. Now you got a warm up, then now you have a bonus round. Tainted love. Oh man. So not the Marilyn Manson one, I'm guessing. No. Uh, tainted love. I guess you could have hacked the was... system if you didn't ask. If you just said it, I would have had to say you were right, but you asked, so I said no. Well, here's the thing. Tainted love. Who originally did that song? Again, same article as the last question, so I could be completely wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I know that the 80s song mm-hmm. was bow, by bow. Soft Cell. Yeah, you got it. Okay, I I feel like there was an like an earlier like a slightly earlier version of that, but yeah, I knew Soft Cell did the the one that everybody's heard of yeah. probably. Oh my god, that had, that went places I could not have anticipated. <sighs> that was great. Uh all right, game over. Oh my you god. You did well. You did, I mean, you got like 50%, but no, you did better than that. Well, the warm up didn't count. Yeah, the the pra- those the Christian. Songs, I told you, man. I was ooh, really hoping tough. for like a like a a wealth of information there, and it was just I couldn't find anything. But the name of the game was too good not to use, so I threw in some other ones. Um, sorry to offend you about blessed union of souls, <laughs> but ask most people, they're a one hit wonder. Uh, all right. Okay. We are going to take a break to cool off and let CJ <laughs> cool down. Um, so we will meet you back here in just a sec. Welcome back, neighbors. It is CJ's week to bring our secular song. So, CJ, what did you bring for us? So, per usual, I was undecided on... I knew the the band that I wanted to have a song for this week, but I just couldn't decide on what song. So, it re- it literally changed like a few minutes before we started recording. So, it's fine. I might change my mind back as I'm talking. But anyway, we're going to do a song called Morning Time by the band Pine Grove. I do not know this band or song. If I don't know the band, I don't know the song. So, All right, <laughs> we're going to listen to 
Morning Wood by Pine Grove. What was it? <laughs> it's uh, by, it's by the band Deep Blue Something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Morning Time. Morning by Time. Pine Grove by Pine Grove. Sorry, <laughs> you can see why I made that mistake. Uh, and we will meet you back here in just a second. You get morning wood at morning time. Yeah. Oh man. Welcome back, neighbors. You just listened to Morning Time by Pine Grove. Luke, what did you think, my friend? Okay, so you were mad about Blessed Union of Souls. I'm mad that you didn't share this with me sooner. (laughs) How long have you known about this, CJ? Tell me. Oh, I've been listening to Pine Grove for like 10 years. And you've been sending me shit song after shit song for years, and you didn't share this with me? (laughs) Wait a minute, what? What? Just kidding. No, this, but you do send me a lot of things that I'm just like, eh, I, I, it's good. It's just not like my thing. This is right up my alley. This was, oh boy. Yeah, I felt it. It was good. Oh man. As soon as I heard like the first few notes, I think I made a noise when we started listening. Oh, I, no, I said, fuck you because I knew it was going to be good. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, so we watched the, the video on YouTube. We didn't just listen to it on Spotify. And I I loved that the room that they were all in, because they recorded it all live together, that the room was covered in blankets and pillows. You know, like it, it they really wanted to dampen any echo. And it just, it gave it not only a great sound, but it it gave it a really specific aesthetic for the video. Uh, and it's very Zoe Deschanel, Pixie Dream Girl thing, but I, it's still, it's still great. <laughs> It's a that's a cliche for a reason because it works. Well, in this this particular recording I regret, I re- was I called because <laughs> that, <laughs> that's I, I realized when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, but it's like guys trying to impress girls. I I I understand why it's why it's a bad trope, and I apologize. I just meant that there are things that are cliches for a reason because they work. Not necessarily the magic pixie dream girl thing. Continue, CJ, unless you forget that I ever said this terrible thing. You didn't have to quantify that. That's fine. But yeah, so so this was a live recording that they did. Uh, you can get it on streaming platforms as well, or music streaming platforms, not just on YouTube. But they, it's a video, basically an hour and twenty minute, you know, movie kind of. It has like a little story with it, but it's not. I mean, there's 22 songs on this Oof. over the course of the hour and 20 minutes. So it's very much musical. It's not just, you know, some weird skits or anything. Although there are some quirky kind of fun things in there. But this was on Amperland, New York, which they released a couple of years ago. in 2000, uh, Early 2001. I think it was maybe like January when they released it. Uh, 2001. And it was just... It was what I needed because... That was right after my son was born and there were, and I've, like I said, I've been listening to Pine Grove for the better part of a decade now, but when they, cause this was kind of a surprise release, they, they had talked about it, but they really didn't give like a ton of notification, like six months in advance, we're releasing this live recording that we did at this really cool eclectic house and it's going to have all your favorite songs on it. Nothing like that. And my son was not a good sleeper for the first year of his life. He did not sleep through the night for the first year. I think in the first 12 months, he slept through the night twice. And and that's not an exaggeration. And when I sleep, say sleep through the night, I mean, he didn't wake up. Like he was waking up every two or three hours because he was hungry because he was just used to getting fed. And it, it was really hard to uh, break that routine. And, and get him to sleep through the night. But this was like my happy place. Like I told Luke before we press record again, after listening to the song, this was my happy place. But it's there's something really comforting about this Amperland New York album slash movie. I mean, I don't have to watch the YouTube uh, movie. I can just listen to it on whatever streaming platform. But it, it, there's just something warm and special about it. You can tell they're having a good time. They're obviously talented. You can see why it was so hard for me to pick a song. I really wanted to pick 
something that was nice to listen to, but maybe meaningful lyrically. But you don't even really need to look at the lyrics to hear this song, to know that it's that there's something to learn here because musically it's just so interesting and it's dynamic. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to listen to it again, just with the lyrics up because I didn't have the lyrics up. I should have, but the, the, the music for the song itself was just so pleasing that I, I didn't bother once the, once it started and I was like, this sounds awesome. I'll just let it wash over me. And then I'll look up the, I'll look up the lyrics later. And I think that's um, what, Pine Grove would probably say they're going for. I mean, obviously, their lyrics are really well structured. Evan Stevens Hall, who's the lead guy and the songwriter, the primary songwriter lyrically, he is an English. He was an English major in college, so I mean, he he has a way with words, very poetic. He doesn't use a lot of filler words and things like that. So it's definitely lyrically impactful, but at the same time, because the music is moving. And it's it's just something special uh, about it. So just, I really don't have that much to talk about, but I do want to give you some background information on the band so you can maybe have a deeper appreciation. Uh, Pine Grove was <laughs> an American rock band formed in Montclair, New Jersey in 2010. Uh, the band's lineup was largely fluid and variable, but the two uh, founding members are uh, Evan Stevens Hall, who I just mentioned, he's the lead singer and uh, songwriter, and the drummer, uh, Zach Levine. Uh, the, those are kind of their core members. And I talked about this being kind of my happy place, listening to this uh, Pine Grove in general, but specifically this album, Amperland, New York, because what I just said, Pine Grove was an American rock band. They basically took a hiatus uh, the middle of last year, kind of announced like hey we're we're stepping away well you know we don't know what this means for the band but zach the drummer and founding one of the founding members he was stepping away from the band uh permanently and i think it was probably an aspect of respect of yeah. <clears throat> not carrying on the band without zach which i can really appreciate but so because of that, it's kind of my sad place, too, because I was going to ask you about that. You said you said it was your happy place and also your sad place. And I was, yeah, I, was gonna, and I, I, know, I know that uh, Evan is going to continue to to write music, I'm sure. Uh, I haven't heard anything uh, recently, but I'm, I'm sure that they'll they'll still work on some things here and there. But uh, Evan Stevens Hall is an interesting guy in his own right. He was born in 1989, uh, graduated uh, college in 2007, so the band was formed shortly thereafter, but but Evan and Zach actually grew up together. They've been playing music together since they were like like seven years old or something. Both both of their dads were are musicians and in bands, and that's kind of how they met and just you know went on from there to, to be in Pine Grove together. And a really cool kind of fun fact, Evan's father works in commercial music and he's best known for composing the jingle for the financial company JG Wentworth. 877 Cash Now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not a sponsor, but hit us up JG if you uh, you know, want us to write a jingle for you, we can do that. But like I said, Evan grew up taking music lessons at a Montclair Music Studio. He first learned the drums, then he learned how to play the bass guitar, and then lastly, just the, the guitar. And he and Levine began playing music together at uh, seven years old. Oh, wow. Their first, ba their first band was called the Pug Fuglies <laughs> <laughs> in the sixth grade. That's funny. And then in seventh grade, they began playing together in a band called Dogwater, which was a grunge band, and they, they played they had this band Dogwater throughout high school and I think going into college too. And actually you can listen to some Dogwater stuff online. Uh, I think maybe Bandcamp uh, still has it, but yeah, they, their debut album called Meridian was released in 2012. Uh, and this song morning time is actually on that first album. But of course this is a reworking yeah. of it, you know, 10 years removed basically, but, and it sounds basically the same i think maybe a couple of lyrics are slightly different and yeah I, I don't i don't have a ton to talk about this lyrically because 
I did this on purpose, Luke, where I wanted you to hear the music and not really worry about the lyrics. Uh, just because the mission video accomplished. Is so, well, <laughs> the video is so nice to watch and it's, it's yeah. fun to pay attention to. And so, you know, pay attention to that and then maybe look into the lyrics later on. But basically what, what I've always gotten from this song and based on my knowledge of other Pine Grove, you know, work works of, of the band, this song is about writer's block. I think about him not really being inspired and, Evan has kind of been on the record of calling himself uh, really, really uh, solipsistic, meaning like solipsism is, it's like a branch of philosophy that kind of posits, um, what's the best way to say this? It's like your, your own self is all that can be known to yourself, you know, like only only who only what you are and who you are only yourself it really exists i guess is the best way to put that oh descartes right yeah i, th- I think that was probably um the an early at least a more mainstream uh yeah it's it's descartes i think therefore i am don't if you're hearing me don't think that i know a lot about philosophy <laughs> i don't like i <laughs> i just I, I i recognize that idea and I can associate it with a philosopher. That's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah. It's and so there's there's some lines in the song which is really fun to me <laughs> that the first line of the song is, What if I went down to the pine grove? So they eat they say the band name in the song, which I know that grates some people, but hey, have you guys ever heard of the song? Bad Company by the band Bad Company on the album Bad Company. You know, like, I mean, it's She's that kind a killer of thing. queen. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, like, but he's saying, what if I went down to the Pine Grove and didn't find anything? What if I went past it? Can I get my nickel back? <laughs> Sorry. Um. And he's he's talking about being behind and trying to capture things and... It's very, it's like, it ranges anywhere from like finding beauty in nature, finding some inspiration in nature to he's talking, he's talking about trying to capture both ends of the splinter. The, and he says, it's the visible part between my fingernail and the part still in my finger. And it's, it's this interesting juxtaposition where he's, he's trying to find some type of inspiration, but see, companionship with other people is difficult for someone who's solipsistic right because they it's hard to have those meaningful relationships and companionships with people if you really can't truly know someone else you can only know yourself and he he tries to get out of that he says uh you and i were immiserable which that that word immiserable is like such a crazy word meaning like it doesn't mix we don't mix Hmm. oil and water kind of thing i really you know it's there's something beautiful about being honest with where you are in life and and i feel like this song is just really honest he he calls out an old song that he wrote with dog water back in high school the archangel michael killing satan yeah that i I did that stood out in my mind and i was like where did that come from i'm not listening to any of these words but that stood out (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's actually on it's actually a song that they wrote uh back in high school and and it's it's basically him saying i've i'm trying to i'm trying to get that magic back like i'm trying to write something that's like that um which again it's it's a very inside it's insider we we don't that doesn't resonate with you unless you've been following this band since they wrote that song in high school right it, it but then when you know the background it's like man this dude is really being truthful and honest about where he is in his writing process and he's clearly not happy with where he is in it and he's trying to go all the way back you know 10 years ago when he wrote this song this other song and it's it's such a yeah. it's an easy thing I, to fall into, right? When we when we don't feel like we're being we're inspired in our in our craft, we're we're thinking about going back. And you know, I, just a quick anecdote: I played at uh, 
a festival here in town this this past weekend called River Fet, and it it was six years to the day that I played my first solo gig. I mean, I played in bands and stuff for years. You, you guys know my history pretty well by now, I think. But this was my first solo show. You play music, <laughs> and I Sorry. played it. I played it at River Fet that first solo show. Uh, six years ago to the day this past Saturday. And so I was like, look, I'm going to take, I only had like 25 or 30 minutes to play. So I was like, I'm just going to play every song that I played at the first, my first solo show at River Fet six years ago. And it was really eye opening because holy shit, those songs are pretty bad. <laughs> I realized I was like, I don't really, I don't really play any of these songs anymore. And then as I was kind of running through them the day before the, uh, festival i was like oh this is why i don't play any of them anymore you know and so i changed the key of like two of the songs and i cut out a pre-chorus on one of the songs and you know just like spur of the moment because now having written more songs and had more experience i can as a solo artist i've like i said i've written bands and i've written songs with bands and i've collaborated with people but when i first started writing solo it was I was going through a lot of shit, man. I was going through a divorce. I was going through deconstruction. I was going through uh, my father's death. You know, it was like all of these things happening. And so these songs that were coming out were true and they were brutal and they were honest, but they weren't really that good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like there was a lot of refinement that needed to be done. And sometimes we can dwell too much on the past and want to get back to that point. And then other times we need to learn from the past more than we have. And so there there has to be a balance there between how much do I look backward, but then how much is it helping me to look backward? Because if it's not helpful to look backwards and to, and to reflect on things that really don't matter in the grand scheme of things or that you have no control over, then you know, maybe you should stop looking backward and live here and now and in the present. But at the same time, fuck CJ, you're, you're like, <laughs> it's healthy. It's healthy to look uh, back. No, no, you, you, no. But what I'm saying is like, you're, I think I'm feeling the opposite of what you're saying, because like, I, I have issues with my family in the past. And I think what you're saying is applicable to me because like, well, if it's, if it's not beneficial to you to look back, then just be here now and maybe even look forward. And that's, what I feel like I need to to do more is to just be here and not focus so much on the problems of the past. You know, you were you were healed, my son. Go forward, and uh, you'll never live. In, you'll never live in the past again. I don't know why I fell backwards because <laughs> the people won't be able to see that. But yeah, I man, fuck like that. I, that felt like therapy right there. You saying that. To just, if the looking back doesn't help you, then just be here now. Because I look back too often and and am ashamed or uh, hurt by the things that I, that I look back at. And it's just like, well, then don't, don't do it. <laughs> just, you've learned <laughs> from those experiences and, and just be here, you know, and that's something that I need to, need to remind myself of more. So thank you. Yeah. I, my, uh, my boss back at the uh, frame shop in Texas I would do something wrong, you know, at work and, and I'd say like, ah, oh, damn it. And he'd be like, what did you do? And I'd tell him and he'd say, well, don't do that. You know? And it's like, <laughs> okay, Bruce, you know, <laughs> like, but, but it is true. Like yeah. it, and it's, it's something that has to be practiced. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm talking yeah. about it as if like, I don't ever do that. And of course I do that. You know, I did it this past weekend, but you reflect on those things and you, but you can't, you can't, you can revisit the past, but you shouldn't dwell in the past, right? I, I think that that's the, the biggest distinction yeah, that I could I, give. Yeah. Again, easier said exactly. than done, right? I mean, just don't do it, Luke. You know, I mean, like that, that does, that's not helpful. But I mean, yeah. I have a church sign. Oh, yeah? I have a, I have a minor divine. If you want to play that, okay. Well, real quick before the end, I feel like you got really introspective and and. Yeah, I don't want to get into it because it would be <laughs> it would be an entire other podcast episode that we could talk about. Maybe we uh, should have a podcast about living in the past. We should have a podcast about this podcast and where we talk about this podcast and dig deeper into the things that we say on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, give me a minor divine. I would like to hear it. 
All right, Minor Divine, if you're new to this podcast, I'm going to run through it real quick. It is a uh, church sign that I either made up or that I saw in the real world. So, CJ, is this church sign mine or divine? Guess who's back? Back again. Jesus back. Tell a friend. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm turning around oh so you can't God. see my face. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I have the song stuck in my head now. Why? <laughs> Why is there a Backstreet Boys song stuck in my head? What? Oh, God. No, it's an Eminem song. What are you talking about? I don't know. Backstreet's Sh- back. That's what I was thinking no, of. No, it's Guess Who's Back, Back Again. Shady's Back. Shady's Back. Offend. Tell a friend. Oh, I thought he says to offend. Oh, God. Maybe he does. That's a fail. I'm, I'm sorry if, if my audio is weird. I'm trying not to show my face on camera so I don't give away. Okay, I'm just going to say this is... I'm going to say it's divine. I'm going to say you came across ding, this ding, in ding, town. Ding, ding. No, I, I came across it on Instagram. Oh, Somebody man. that I follow on Instagram posted it because it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the churchy oh, church signs or whatever I follow on oh, Instagram. That's... That one's good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, okay. follow our socials. Thank you for listening. They're all in the show uh, notes. Follow the Spotify <laughs> playlist. Thank you for listening. Yes. Always remember, until next week, <laughs> to love your neighbor as yourself. Bye, y'all. What is up with my snaps today? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, man. That was a genuine dude, where's my car moment. (laughs) I was like... (laughs)